0: Welcome to the Striving Together podcast, a podcast for the Amaga Day Church family to help us follow Jesus together in the grace of his gospel. My name is Shane Shaddix. I have the privilege of serving as the discipleship pastor here at IDC. And I am joined today uh, by two of our other pastors. We have Zach Lyons and Donnie Hollis. Fellas, thanks for uh, taking the time today. Mm -hmm. Glad to be here.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can we (laughs) just
0: take a minute and talk about Zach's beard before we get into it? It's so great.
1: Strong beard game. Uh, it's really strong, you
2: I trying really, to make me feel uncomfortable um
1: well generally, um, no, I'm trying to praise your uh praise your beard right now <laughs> mm-hmm. the uh, only thing more impressive than Zach's beard is Zach's face when he shaves his beard because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so intimidating. I'm a little bit scary, yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: I scared my daughter one time because I shaved my beard. I believe it yeah, more scary without the beard, yes, interesting, mm-hmm. yeah, I think my features are a little too sharp. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You've thought about this. This Uh, is good. Well, Donnie and I have talked about it, actually. Perfect segue into prayer. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Our topic today. Uh, So, yes. uh, Sorry, uh, church family. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're welcome. One of those two. Yeah. So, today we are talking about uh, prayer and specifically the prayer initiative that is going to be coming up in a few weeks as we uh, think about approaching Easter together as a church family and devoting ourselves uh, to to praying. So, what I want to do to start off is, Zach, give us a quick rundown of just like what the plan is again i know this has been announced several times but want to remind our church family what we're doing and then uh after that we'll kind of dive into the scriptures a little bit and kind of see parallels to
2: this kind of thing and then talk about what
0: we're hoping uh, this produces so so what's the plan uh leading up to easter
2: yeah so we um so the elders got together and and have been uh thinking and praying talking about uh just just trying to help our body uh be more devoted to prayer Um, um and so, as we considered those things, um, and uh, we were invited actually to be a part of a uh, a city prayer walk uh, that was going to be on March 25th, and so we we're looking at the you know inviting members to go out and 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 be at that uh, city prayer walk, and as we considered that and looked at how many days were between that prayer walk and Easter itself, and we're just like, man, we want to see people. Uh, have an opportunity to hear the gospel that have never heard the gospel before. Maybe some will come to an Easter service that they would not normally come to another service. What would it look like for our members, uh, for our church as a whole, to be uh, devoting themselves to prayer during that period of time? And so that's kind of where the idea, the genesis of this 16 days of prayer kind of came from. And so, as we talked about it, um, we began to realize, well, there's three Saturdays, um, and so what, what would it look like for us to actually have a prayer event that was taking place every Saturday during those 16 days leading up to Resurrection Day? Um, and so, the uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna have 16 days of prayer. Uh, we've had members and some of the elders uh, writing uh, prayer devotionals uh, for us to be able to uh, to be able to um, uh, use as as helps as we pray. All of those devotionals are going to be coming from uh, the book of Luke, from passages that we've taught through over the last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we anticipate coming back around again to Luke 24, maybe some of you guys remember we were in Luke 24 last year mm-hmm. for Easter. And so uh, get the opportunity to be able to come back around to that and be praying through some of those passages in Luke that we preached through. But uh, we still need to work into our hearts and into our lives and the lives of our people. Um, and... Uh, and then we're going to have these, these three events. Uh, the first Saturday on March 25th, we'll have that citywide prayer gathering um, and prayer walk that, that will start at Vintage Church. Uh, we're doing it with multiple other churches. And, and then we'll go out from there to different parts of the city and walk and pray. Um, and then the second Saturday, April 1st, we'll have a prayer gathering at noon uh, from noon to 1:30. So during that lunch hour. So maybe some people would uh, consider not eating and, and praying hmm. with us during that time. Uh, and then uh, the the third event is actually going to start at noon on Holy Saturday. Uh, and it'll be 24 hours of prayer. And yeah. so right now, you know people are signing up to be able to pray for hour blocks of time for 24 hours from 12 on Holy Saturday until 12 on uh, Resurrection Sunday. So yeah.
0: yeah, excellent, excellent. So nothing magical about the 16 other than it's just uh, from Saturday to uh, Easter Sunday.
2: That's right. Yeah. Um, unless there's something about the number 16 in yeah. the Bible that I'm Some not aware of. Some yeah. oh. numerologist can help us out with that. Sure, that's <laughs> good.
1: Uh, fantastic. Okay, if somebody so- wanted to sign up for that, I, I saw it was in the newsletter that's this right. week. Is that yeah. where you sign up? Yeah, it'll be
2: in the newsletter every week moving forward until, you know, until the the actual uh, initiative is is finished. Um, And you can just follow that Google link and uh, that Google form. Sign up. You can sign up for to receive the actual devotional guide. You can sign up for any of these events uh, to pick an hour that you wanted to pray through uh, for that 24 hours of prayer on Holy Saturday. And even have it. Sign up so that the devotion is sent to you that's every right. day. Yeah. yeah, so we are going to set it up so that uh, each day's devotional can be emailed to yep. you. Um, we were going to do text messages, but it's going to cost money, and we're trying to keep this cheap. So <laughs> We want to pray. We just don't want to pray that bad. <laughs> that <you know>?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay, good. So, the, so the, that's the plan. Um, this kind of concerted effort uh, towards uh, prayer and seeking the Lord's help, uh, is something really that that uh, the scriptures are are full of examples of? Uh, I just want to maybe point people in the, the direction of a couple of, of examples here. So, do you guys have any um, just favorite examples of this kind of uh, the body, uh, the, the people of God collectively saying, "Let's let's give ourselves to
2: prayer for one reason or another"? Uh, Zach, do you have any uh, examples off the cup? One of the one of the ones that I think is. Um comes to mind the quickest is just immediately after Jesus is, you know, ascends to heaven, you know, the disciples are standing there gaping yeah. uh, mouths open, looking up into the heavens. And then the angel has to come down to them and say, Hey guys, yeah, get to work, get to work. And guess where they go. They went back to the room and they went and prayed together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they waited for the Holy spirit to yeah. come upon them. And, uh, and so, uh, you know that 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 kind of devoting themselves to communion with God, yeah. to prayer, to praying for one another, to to interacting with the Lord Jesus uh, in that way, um, the very thing that He taught them to do. Um, he taught them to pray. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. good, Donnie. Yeah, you also think you
1: know you could just kind of skip forward in Acts um, in chapters two through four where they're devoted to prayer, yeah, devoted to the prayers, yeah, mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and then in chapter 12, when Herod kills James and he takes Peter and he's planning to kill him later on. And it says in uh, twelve five, uh so Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer was made yeah. to God by the church. Yeah. And then, you know, that he gets released from prison as a result
0: of yeah. the church praying Is that what, uh, after he after gets uh, released, is that when Rhoda... Rhoda. G- uh, yeah. Uh-huh. She... Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: he comes and knocks on the door. Yeah. And she's like... <laughs> she, she resonates. She yeah, she not she's like Peter's yeah. here uh-huh. like
0: let him in <laughs> don't they, aren't they like I guess that's his spirit yeah, his, or his angel his I think angel. is what it says yeah. yeah yeah we just did that story the other day with my kids and they were, I was like guys this is crazy and <laughs> I don't think they really felt the weight of it <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw something like that on Blue. yeah it's okay. exactly <laughs> um, yeah that's that's exactly right yeah uh, so so for me one of my favorite examples is from the, the Old Testament uh, the, over and over again in the, in the Old Testament God's um, people especially at pivotal times of, of revival or returning to the Lord um, that th- this is a marker of God's people kind of repenting and uh, returning to, to the Lord. Or in these pivotal sections of, of just utter desperation, but uh, Ezra chapter eight is, is my favorite example because what happens is uh, Ezra is trying to lead a group of people uh, back out of out of uh, captivity, out of their exile, back to uh, Jerusalem, back to the promised land, and he goes to the king and he basically declares like the the, the hand of our God is for us, and so this is this is God's will. We, you you know, please please allow us to go back, and the king's like. Yeah, he he lets him go and. Uh, then Ezra says, uh, this is Ezra 8:21. then I proclaimed a fast there at the river Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him a safe journey for ourselves, our children, and all our goods. For I was ashamed to ask the king for a band of soldiers and horsemen to protect us against the enemy on our way, since we had told the king the hand of our God is for good on all who seek him. Mm. So the point being there is, like, mm. I, I could have asked for earthly protection, um, but it would have undercut the message of what mm. we were doing and the whole point of this. I had Already, I'd kind of talked God up. And so now it was time to put our money where our mouth is. Mm. And so we were desperate for him to protect us. Mm. And so we, we, the, the people of God kind of collectively go to the Lord and say, you gotta show up if, the, you know, if we're gonna make it back. And the story you know, the story of Ezra is, is obviously the Lord does protect them and guides them on a safe, mm. safe journey. But just that sense of desperation and that sense of collective ownership of like, we really need the Lord to, to show up because mm. we, we've said he will but do we believe he will mm-hmm. uh, and really uh, testing us in that. And so that one always uh, challenges me. Um, one of the things that we're thinking about leading uh, as we're doing this prayer initiative leading up to Easter is just a desire to see the Lord save people. We want, we want to mm-hmm. ask the Lord to um, uh, to call some people to himself in this Easter season and, and to even allow us to be a part of that. So uh, I think it might also be helpful for us to say, where, where can we look in scripture uh, that connects this uh, the, the people of God praying specifically for the gospel to advance, specifically for the, the, the progression of the kingdom of God. Okay. Any places in particular, Zach, that you would point to that, that suggest we ought to con- sense and feel a sense of desperation through prayer okay. if the gospel is actually going to advance?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of places that you could go to, um, just to stay in Acts for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, in Acts four, you know, right after, uh, the, the believers, uh, receive a little bit of persecution, especially, you know, after the church has been established and is starting to spread, you know, it's up to about 5,000. And, um, it says in Acts four, uh, starting in, um, Verse twenty nine. It says, "And now, Lord, look on their threats and grant your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand and heal, and signs and wonders are performed in the name of your holy servant Jesus." And when they had prayed, the place where they had were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. And so uh, it's interesting, like, as you look at the progression of the early church in the book of Acts, there is this interwoven connection between Mm -hmm. the people are praying and God is emboldening them to go and speak the mm-hmm, gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, as, a, as a as a move from that posture of prayer. You see that even later in Acts whenever you see uh, you know the the church sending out from among them uh, those who would go take the gospel to the Gentiles with Paul with Paul and Barnabas. Um, the church was gathered together in this sort of vertically oriented relationship in prayer and worship. And as they were doing that, then uh, from that place of yep. worship, the Lord was sending them out to engage. Uh, I think also you hear, you know, the instruction of Paul and, and others in, in different parts of uh, scripture. I think about second uh, Thessalonians three, one, where he he tells the church at Thessalonica to uh, to pray that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored mm. uh, as it has been among them. So he's asking the church in Thessalonica to pray that that the gospel would go forward yep. where it has not gone and that it would be honored there where it's wherever it is planted. Um, uh, I think, um, I mean, there's a ton of other places. Donnie, you have a thought? Or Shane? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a couple of
0: places that come to my mind. Um, Ephesians 6. Yeah, uh, you know, with the, the armor of God passage, and there's there's a lot going on there. But it's always interesting to me that the place that he lands that uh, that whole section about putting on the armor of God is with this uh, a- exhortation to uh, verse eighteen, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. And so Paul is connecting for them this this putting on the armor of God, putting on Christ, putting on uh, uh, the the Spirit of God uh, in them. He connects that to praying. Uh, for the advancement of the gospel, and mm-hmm. specifically in in his ministry, uh, and so you know we often think about the the armor of God in the kind of the maybe the spiritual warfare sense, um, mm-hmm. or in the Christian maturity sense, uh, but Paul Paul is also connecting that to the gospel advance sense, yeah. uh, and then very very uh, kind of simple passages like Colossians four, where Paul just asks, "Hey, just pray that I can be bold, that that when I can speak boldly as I ought to speak." Uh, and so it's it, in that sense I'm I'm very comforted because Paul. You know, over and over again in his letters, he's he's emphasizing the stewardship he has from the Lord, this burden he has from the Lord. It's and it's it's just almost this this uh, this gargantuan sense of ownership of this task. And yet when he writes to these saints, he's like I need the help of your prayers to actually like, do this work uh, and and speak boldly uh, uh, as he's as he's proclaiming the gospel and so that's always an encouragement to me because um, you know we can we can study and think and know and learn but we still need boldness from the Lord um, yeah so those are just so, some of the ones where and other other passages where uh, the, the prayer is connected to the mission of God uh, Jesus's instruction um, to pray for pray for laborers as they go out into the harvest that they might uh, be sent out into the harvest and yeah. that kind of thing. So it, it seems like this, this gospel progression is often intimately tied up with the, the prayers of the saints.
2: I think it's also, it's not just connected to the gospel advance, but it's also connected to our own maturity and mm-hmm. one another's like uh, faithfulness uh, in following Jesus yeah. and growing in him. Uh, the, the passage that comes to mind is uh, Colossians chapter four, where he's he's talking about Epaphras, who was one of the Colossians, and he says, "Epaphras, who was who was one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, good. that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God." Um, and uh, I think that picture of like the struggling on behalf of one another, that we would all grow up into the into maturity in Christ. Um, and recognizing, like that, we're we're tooling for one another uh, by the strength that He Himself is providing yeah. uh, in and through us too. So yeah, that's good.
0: Um, let's think about uh, kind of outcomes. What are we What are we hoping uh, that comes from this this initiative, uh, Donnie? When you just think about, like, what would be some some awesome uh, outcomes with things that are produced? Uh, we hope the Lord produces in us uh, as we, we set out on this this initiative. What What are some things you'd love to see?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you already said. You know, one of our goals or desires would be that the Lord would save yeah. people in the city and and that we would get to have a bit of fellowship yeah. in that, right? Like a bit of partnership yeah. in the whatever, however that works in the economy of heaven, that our prayers end up good. Um, being useful yeah. to, the, to that end. Uh, I think a good win for us, too, is just. Building the muscle, the individual's muscle of prayer. Yeah. Uh, you know, that Jesus told them a parable that you ought to always pray and never lose heart. Mm. And that was something he needed to tell them yeah. then. That's something we need to hear now. I know that my own in my own uh, walk with the Lord, that's something that I always need to be encouraged in. You know, you ought to always pray and never lose heart. Uh, you got so many passages in the in the New Testament about Constant continual yeah. prayer, and so uh, having something like this, I think can be really helpful for 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 people who are who want more out of their prayer life, yeah and don't really know how to take another step into it or don't know uh who they should ask and in and in a real way, this is kind of our our way to help them individually, so I think yeah, the
2: sanctification of, of our church would be would be mm-hmm. one of them, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that, uh, that I'd love to, to see um, in the life of the body uh, through this endeavor is just to help us to be more awake um, spiritually, um, uh, help us to be more spiritually minded, more eternally minded. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of that same parable where he gives that instruction uh, that we ought to always pray and not, uh, and not, not grow weary of it. Uh, not lose heart, Uh, at the end of that, that's the same parable at the end of talking with that persistent widow, where he says, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on earth? Mm. And in some sense, like um, part of us as the people of God uh, demonstrating that we have faith, going back to the example Mm. in the Old Testament, is by being a praying people, a dependent people, We're, we're trying to do work here in the world uh this you know as the means of christ yeah. in his redemptive effort to to, to save many and bring uh, redeem a people for himself like we're trying to do this work that we have no power in and of yeah. ourselves to yeah. actually accomplish and so part of the way that we join him in the work that he's doing is by uh interceding on the behalf of other people um and so in some sense like will there be found where yep. will, will will the son of man when he comes Are we going to be minded towards him coming and finding faith here among us here at Amago Day? Yeah,
0: I I was thinking uh, along very similar lines. I was thinking but in terms of that that sense of desperation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I think that one of the reasons that uh, uh, um, we we, um, ought to keep our eyes on that, I think, in particular at at IDC, uh, and and maybe challenges to that is we have, uh, on the whole, um, a well-educated uh, congregation, a very thoughtful congregation, purposeful, high esteem for the word. We like to study. We like to uh, analyze and discuss and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and all that can be super helpful. But what it can lead to is a sense that if we get all the ducks in a row, then we can produce kind of the spiritual outcomes that we'd like to see. And it, 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 it can rob us of a sense of, as you said, Anything that's worth happening in the kingdom ultimately is gonna be from the Lord. And we're in the end, utterly desperate on the Lord to show up and Mm. make that happen. And there's just nothing quite like prayer that it just shows that sense of, Total dependency and total desperation, um, and uh, I think some often my own life, I can directly connect my prayerlessness with my self reliance. Yeah. Like those are just they, they go. You know, I can go through seasons where I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm just. Uh, it's not like living in the flesh in terms of like utter rebellion necessarily, sure. but living in the flesh in terms of just. Not spiritual. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, just not relying on the spirit at all, not walking on the spirit, yeah. and so you just kind of get to the end of the day, and you're like, I just kind of did all of that in my own flesh, yeah. and you can just connect that so much with yeah, that. Uh, I don't chicken and egg. I don't know, but like prayerlessness is attending that sure. in some way because it's like I just didn't have that sense that if anything that matters uh, in the kingdom is going to happen today, whether in my uh, discipling or just my like loving my family or doing my job well. Mm. Um, it's going to be in the Lord's strength. And I just, if, when I don't feel that I don't pray. And so I think the, if we can devote ourselves to prayer, it kind of feeds and fuels that sense of desperation and longing. Yeah. Like I said, in that, in that Ezra passage, we're just like, do we believe he's going to show up? Yeah.
2: Like, do we believe he can? Um, Two other things that come to mind uh, are, I hope that it creates humility among us. Like I hope it cultivates humility yeah. among us, even, even greater. So uh, that, it, that it cultivates an environment where we, are honest with the Lord and honest with one another about our weakness and our failings, uh, that we, that we confess our sin to him. Um, uh, I think, I think too, um, I hope, I hope that it, that it creates, uh, um, you know, that, that, that sense of faith among us. Like mm-hmm. it, it actually strengthens our faith when we pray and we see that he answers prayers, uh, and we see those answered prayers, like hopefully that helps to cultivate a greater sense of faith among us as well. Um, so I'd love to see those things. Yeah, it's good. I think even what do you I, what do we
1: mean when we say we have faith but we don't pray? <laughs> yeah. You know, if faith is not expressed in prayer, good. Yeah. what do you you know what what is it? Uh Jesus said in in John, you know, the um in that day, I don't say you gotta come in my name. You go straight to the Father, you know, like yeah, yeah. the Father for the Father Himself loves you. Mm. Um I think about James talking about your faith being You know, you say you have faith. Let me show you, I'll show you my faith by what I do. Mm. Some of that's got to be (laughs) expressed in prayer. Mm. And then, Shane, what you've talked about, what you've highlighted for me several times, it's been encouraging out of Hebrews 11, (laughs) um, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So even that idea of what is faith has to do with drawing near to God and seeking him Yeah. It, yep. So I, I feel like what it means to be that's a good. person of faith and a person of prayer are just very closely linked. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good.
0: That's good. Um, and, and lest we, uh, lose sight of it, the, the, the kind of horizontal aspect of when we're praying for one another and with one mm-hmm. another. And so hopefully this will increase those muscles of going to the Lord on behalf of others. And I think some of the devotion, devotional material is going to guide us in that sense of, yeah. of looking, uh, looking outward, um. Uh, mm-hmm. To the the mission and inward, but also kind of uh, horizontally at, at sure. our brothers and sisters and how how can we labor in prayer on one another 's behalf and so yeah. I think if we can continually stoke that sense of of um, not obligation but responsibility mm-hmm. to labor mm-hmm. for and with one another, mm-hmm. uh, that would be another thing that we'd love to see that that muscle grow yeah. uh, in, in us as a church and I know we've been doing a lot of that uh, even even corporately taking uh, kind of in some of our members' meetings and stuff trying to uh, do things like that but but Kind of more and more uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let's pivot. Uh, lastly, just to, to kind of resources and helps. So this is a, a big question. And I know there's a ton of things, but just maybe maybe someone is they desire to grow in their prayer life, and maybe they're looking at the 16 days, and it's gonna it's gonna help them. But other things, just just uh, tips, tricks, tools that you guys have found to be helpful for you in your prayer life. What what would you guys maybe point some folks to to consider in terms of resources it, or practices? yeah, so so. Tools and/or resources, I guess, maybe
1: um, books that have been impactful for me. Uh, Richard Foster, Celebration of Discipline, uh, that's been that, that was that's helpful. I'm, I'm reviewing that now. Um, Dallas Willard's The Spirit of the Disciplines is is has been helpful for that as well. Um, Keller's got a book on prayer. on prayer yeah. uh, that that was that was helpful. Um, you know, honestly, for me. In terms of practice, one of the most helpful things that I've done for my spiritual life in prayer has been going to bed earlier. Mm, that's good <laughs> and getting getting enough rest so that when I wake up in the morning, I'm more You're present with asleep. the yeah. Lord. You yeah, know, yeah. like it's
2: not waiting mm. for my coffee buzz to kick in. So that's been <laughs> a helpful practice. That's good. Uh, books wise, um, uh, you know, Dia Carson has a book on praying with Paul, yep. um, and just kind of walking through some of Paul's prayers uh, for the church and. Uh, I think that that book was is really helpful. Um, uh, there's there's also honestly for me uh, the ones that have been most impactful have been some of the biographies uh, mm. that I've read. Um, looking at uh, the life of um, uh, brother brother Andrew, uh, the God smuggler mm. smuggler who was a Dutch missionary smuggling um, Bibles into Soviet Union back in the day. His prayer life, George Mueller, mm. um, his pr- his prayer life. Um, uh, that sort of thing. Those, those, when I think about, um, prayer, those are the, those are the people that, um, when I think about being devoted to prayer, those are the people that come to mind. Those people that walked with God, people that, uh, engage with him as, uh, in their lives. Um, I think that practice of going to bed earlier, I probably need to do that a little bit, a little <laughs> bit better. Uh, I think that's good. Uh, Donnie, really helpful. Um, I, one of the most helpful things for me has been uh, using technology to my advantage in this sense. Um, and uh, so there's there's a, an app that I've used for a number of years now called Prayer mate yeah. and uh, you set up your the various lists that you are, are wanting to pray through. Uh, you can you can write your own things. you can select some from what they have. you can put the names of people in there that you want to be praying for. Um, and, uh, and then you can set it to remind you to pray and to spit out every day, a, a, dif- a different list mm-hmm. based on the various lists that you have. Yeah. And, uh, so it's reminding me to take a minute and pray. Um, and, uh, and so that has been really helpful for me to, to cultivate the discipline of prayer, uh, on a more daily rhythm. So you use prayer mate also? I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So same, same
0: function. Really yeah. I mean, it's free. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's important. That's, it's important. Uh, that's, yeah. We're cheap around here. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. I think it's help. I mean, it's, it's helpful. I, I, I um, it has reminders and stuff and yeah, I, yeah. I don't use that so much as okay. uh, it helps me keep up with it's just a rep, yeah. the different individual prayer requests for all the different individuals that are in my life. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's been helpful. One of the ones I, I didn't mention was a, it's really not a pretty app. It's called reflect. It's okay. another front, another free one. Um, and it's got several things in there uh, as I can't speak to all of it, but they've got um, like a Lectio Divina, okay. mm-hmm. um, w- which has been helpful for me um, mm-hmm. to help me slow down, yep. meditate on the word and sit with the Lord yep. and not just try to accomplish things yeah, yeah. in my prayer, in my prayer time, but to be with God. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for me growing up in the church, when I think prayer, yep. I think work Yeah, yeah, and I think you can like you were saying, um, was a Epaphras? Is that mm-hmm. who you? Yeah, struggling. You, like behalf. struggling. Yeah, You're, there is a work component yeah, to it, sure. but there's a the, such a communion yeah. component to mm-hmm. it, uh, to get to be with the Father. You know, Jesus, and Jesus as he example. went away to, yep. you know, to the desolate place to pray. Yeah, I mean, I'm I don't know what all he was saying. I'm sure he was doing work. Um, sure. <laughs> but it was to be with his Father. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and and you get to see that, and even how he comes out of those places, and yeah. he says, "My will is to do." Yeah. what he who sent me yep. told me to do, you know, and, yep. and mm. enjoyed being with him. So um, the other, you know, I, I read, uh, I read some of Bounds. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, Ian Bounds. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about that what, too. What, what was, what's the name of that? Of of he's the, got like uh, multiple, but. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, Your dad had me read it for one of his classes. I can't remember. Totally the, uh, spacing on it. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember, but like, you know, he, he wakes up at like 2 a.m. and like prays for 12 hours and mm. whatever. And like, there's a sense in which you can come across some of these giants who have this amazing prayer life. And you think immediately, like yeah. I'm guilty, like I stink. Yep. I'm not good at this. I'll never be good at this. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a lot of guilt that can come on when you mm-hmm. talk about, you know, either Bible reading plans or, um, or even about prayer, because it's like, well, I know that I should, and I, but I'm, I know that I'm not doing it like, like I want to, and mm-hmm. so I feel guilty. And generally, um, in my experience, feeling guilty about it doesn't doesn't. Switch over my brain to say, okay, so then run to Jesus and get your guilt taken right. care of. You know, it's more
2: um, something that's a wall between me and him. Yep. And
1: mm-hmm. um, so just something to kind of be,
2: be mindful of, watch out yeah. for. Cool. Uh, going back to Hebrews, you were talking about that earlier. Draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. Yeah. Like, um, so anytime we feel guilty, like that's that should be our immediate sort of. Uh, default reaction. Mm -hmm. Um, That's good. uh, But, uh, but I agree. I think it's easy whenever we talk about the disciplines to look at someone else, compare ourselves to them and say, Mm -hmm. I'm better than them. So have a little bit of pride Mm -hmm. or man, I can never do that. And then just be overwhelmed with a sense of man, uh, uh, guilt, shame, whatever it may be. And uh, my, my hope in all of this for our people is that we would just chuck both of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I would rather us just say, we want to be a people that are communing with the father through prayer um, that are, that care about one Mm -hmm. another enough to say, and care about one another's growth in Christ enough to say, I'm going to intercede for you. And that care about the lost enough to say, I'm going to intercede for them. Um, I want to be with my father and I want to, I want to pray for the people that I love. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So it's good.
0: Uh, A couple other, uh, just real quick resources. I I think it's Power Through Prayer is probably the one that he assigned. Um, So there's that, Uh, but two that uh, are probably worth mentioning just because they specifically get at that aspect of corporate prayer um, is a little book uh, in the Nine Mark series that kind of hardback uh, is John Anmuchekwa, I think it's called, I think it's just prayer, prayer, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's specifically thinking about prayer in the life of the church. Uh, And then a new book that I have not read yet, but I have heard uh, great things uh, even from uh, some folks in our body is uh, called A Praying Church. By um, Paul Miller, I believe uh, is the name of it, and so uh, he's got another one called A Praying Life uh, that uh, I've, I've um, read through before. And um, anyway, so those are uh, some other resources, but specifically those two, thinking about corporate prayer, that that hopefully maybe can shed some light on on what we're trying to do uh, collectively. So. Um, thank you guys so much uh, for this, uh, Zach, uh, Zach, thanks for uh, kind of uh, leading the charge when it comes to this particular initiative, uh, but Donnie, I also appreciate the way that you have led us in, in our corporate gatherings to think through prayer and praying for one another and, and uh, modeling that sense of desperation and dependence.
2: Cultivate a people uh, of faith.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You're
2: always, always helping us in that. Yeah, man. i I'm super encouraged by even
1: what you preached on yesterday, right, yeah. like the disciples, <laughs> <laughs> you right, know like the, right. the, the spirit is willing but the that's flesh right. is weak and yeah. i'm I'm, a, I'm so thankful when i see that you know jesus is like okay yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. you know he he knows our frame that's he remembers right. that we're dust that's mm-hmm. right uh, and he loves us it's oh. very encouraging that's good um, thank you IDC family looking forward to what the Lord does uh, through us and so if you have questions uh, thoughts uh, we'd love to hear about those and uh, uh, yep yeah, put it on your calendar or whatever planning device you use uh, to the, the set a couple Saturdays before uh, before Easter to, to to join us together in praying and thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week